was able to say it wasn't about building up my agency. It wasn't about, you know, any other awards or whatever else. It was just about how do I bring this drive to making something meaningful happen for other people? Yeah. And then when I started to focus just on that, you know, everything was just like, this is easy. This isn't work. And then I want to show up to do this. Yes, 100%. What is up, sweet, beautiful friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, I have a guest who I, I'm blown away by. I mean, the work that she does in the world and the just sheer genius of her is amazing. And it is all around high achieving and whole buddy, that's all of you. <laughs> and she's she specializes, at least what we specialize in this episode is specifically um, fixate on is this high achiever burnout. When we're high achievers, you know, we think we, we can be burned out for weeks and just think, oh, you know, I have just 1% left, but I can still keep going. I can still do more. I can still do, 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 do. And as a result, it, it pushes us far beyond burned out to the point where we finally have to have like an external factor or um, a sickness, unfortunately, or just like our, our body literally saying, you need to stop now before we finally realize, oh, maybe I was burnt out. And I don't honestly want to talk too much about this in the lead up to the episode because Natalie and and I just like go off on beautiful tangents around this. And I'm I'm really excited for you all to to do this episode. Please take notes. I I I know a lot of you listen to these like while you're doing other things, have a notes app, op- app open because this episode has so many little golden nuggets that I want you to write down. I don't want this to be in one ear and out the other. This is something that plagues so many people. And I really want you all to have that where you're able to keep it in your face and keep it in your, your line of sight. So, um, Natalie, wonderful coach, Natalie, she's a coach for high achievers. She specializes in business, productivity, fulfillment, anti-burnout coaching, literally everything I stand for. I love that she's here with us. Let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Welcome. Welcome Natalie to the podcast. I am so excited to talk to you today. Me too, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm, I can't wait to, to chat with you. One of the things I always like to start asking my guest is, who are you and what do you do? Because I can you know, list out your bio. I can say things before the episode. But for me, always hearing from the person who they are, what they do, what brought them to this work is so much more valuable. So I'd love for you to start kicking us off with that question. Thank you. Yes. I... So I work with incredibly driven people and and I help them get unstuck in their business and in their career um, so that they can start to create a really authentic vision of success for themselves, something that feels really aligned and so that they can live um, life and work 
in a way that just feels really meaningful to them. So that's, you know, that's through business coaching, but also some life coaching mixed in there. And it, it just, um, it's just, it lights me up doing this work. So I absolutely love it. What brought you here? What, how did you find this work? How did, how, or maybe how did this work find you? Might be a better way of phrasing (laughs) it. Um, I started out with um, helping people design their brands and their brand story and really uh, coaching them through finding that story and and knowing, you know, who, who they wanted their brand to be, right? Really identifying the personality of their business. And then it really became so much more about um, finding the mission behind the business, why are you showing up each day? Why does your brand need to be authentic? And um, going from that, I went into more and more coaching work and got my business coaching certification. And then I moved into more and more into this area of success and um, discovering, you know, that blocks in the business are really to do with internal blocks. And then, you know, my own personal story kind of overlaid somewhere in there that made me really kind of go in deep to understand that a whole lot better. What were some internal blocks that you found that you had in your business that Um, that needed to be overcome? I think the biggest one for me was around visibility. Um, being pretty terrified of being visible and of speaking up. Um, and, and I think that for the longest time, I, you know, kept big distance between my personal story and my work. You know, I wanted to keep the two very, very distinct and very, very separate. I am a private person, you know, and, but I didn't realize just how much I was putting up a barrier between myself and, and the world. And so um, the, the more I've been able to really integrate the two and align, you know, my, my life's work with the way that I show up in the world in everything I do, the more um, joyful everything has become. I know in in chatting with you and reading a little bit about what you do in fill in having a questionnaire and all that kind of stuff preparing the episode you mentioned perfectionism yes when did you realize you were a perfectionist natalie <laughs> um well to be honest i did not really think i was a perfectionist for the longest time i wouldn't ever identify my yeah. myself in that way at all um i really thought that um, I wasn't really controlling, you know, I kind of associated perfectionism with wanting everything to be perfect. And I didn't really think of myself in that yeah. way at all. And um, what I, when, when, when I realized that what I was actually doing was really needing um, everything to be, you know, set to a certain standard you know I did want to be you know always producing work that was excellent for sure but I um you know I had this massive fear of failure and I think that that's when I started to think about success and failure and 
really start to look at that really highly critical voice that I was living with every day about my work and about my performance in the world. And the way that I kind of came to uncover all this was by realizing that I needed to be doing something all the time. Yeah. Like I couldn't ever stop. everyone just started nodding with you (laughs) everyone listening was like I know that feeling (laughs) yes Yes. and I in a way I was really proud of that you know I was proud that I didn't know how to slow down that I was you know when when I was going for something I was all in 100% full tilt don't stop keep going and you know I still have that I think that's you know character trait of mine is just to to do things passionately you know and and full uh with full engagement but I didn't realize that that inability to slow down to rest to recover was part of something bigger and and more serious in a way so I know one of the big things we're going to talk about is today's burnout and I'd love to just all of us get on the same page with burnout because burnout is such a buzzword right now yes and I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but I feel like it's becoming so neutralized because it's so overused right now. Yeah. And people have just kind of accepted that burnout is a way of life. And oh, yeah. that angers me mm-hmm. to the core. And I think that we've lost the true definition of burnout. So I would love to hear your how, how you look at burnout, how you identify it as it. Yeah, I think that... Um... I, you know, I agree with you 100%. I feel like when something um, becomes a buzzword like that, um, people start to use it in different ways. And we start to use it, assuming we all understand what the definition is. And yet, it's actually, um, it means different things to different people. And then, um, and I agree with you that it's it's actually really serious. Um, And when you've suffered burnout, you know, it is it takes time to recover. It is a journey. It is not just like, oh, I just need to, you know, take the weekend off and then I'll feel better and, and everything will be back to normal. Um, I think of burnout as a state of like emotional, mental and physical exhaustion. Yeah. Right? It's just, there's just nothing left, right? It's, it's from like having extended periods of stress for a super, super long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in my experience, it's, it was just from not even feeling my feelings, right? Just ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no right answer here, but I feel like that yeah. is just the nail yeah. on right. the head. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, because you know, you just you're just doing, you're being, you're, you know, you're you're going, 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 going. And you're not feeling your feelings. You're pushing them aside. That was my experience at any rate. You know, just um, and not even being able to name the feelings. You know, when I started to, to be completely burnt out and starting to go on this journey, it even took me a while to be able to name what I was feeling yeah. and to even be able to understand. You know, I just had never really put that much time and energy into you know, naming my feelings, thinking, what did they mean? You know, and just, 
Um, I was just a doing machine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm assuming you see this in a lot of your clients or people that you work yes. with or talk to all the time. I see it all the time. And to be honest, like I still, I don't know if you're the same here, here Natalie, like I still fall into that. Like sometimes, you know, I'll, if I have like a quote unquote busy day, I really mm-hmm. try not to have a busy day. <laughs> like that is always a goal of mine. Um, but if I, you know, something happens and I'm just in a push period, I'll like sit down at the end of the night and my heart will still be like, yes. you know, like, like, yes. oh my gosh, I feel like I need to do, keep going. I feel like I need to keep going. I have 2% battery left. That's enough to take me through, you know, like there's, so, and, and I thank God I have a partner who can immediately recognize that in me and say, hi, stop. No, stop. And like, if you had told me that three years ago, I'd have been like, you know, like, how dare you tell me to yes. stop? You know? like, <laughs> exactly. Don't you dare. I'm going. People, I, I feel like there's such like, again, going back to that normality of burnout, like mm. it's become so accepted that it's just like, oh, I guess this is how life is now. What was your like wake up call of like, I can't do this anymore. Or what is, what is one that you've seen yeah. recently from a client? Um, I mean, for me, it really was this moment of just feeling totally, totally drained and um, and actually just feeling almost defeated. Like I was working flat out, but I wasn't getting the results that I was working so hard for. And I started just to, to feel like, I wasn't really clear that what I was doing and working so hard at was really what I wanted to do. Um, everything felt somewhat out of alignment, like in, in every area of my life. Like, I, you know, a lot of stuff was great, but I was really, like, you know, everything was things in my marriage weren't quite right. You know, there were the things in my business were not quite right. And you know, everything was just hard, yeah. everything felt hard and then it would just you know that sort of starts to uh, show up as physical complaints you know in your mental your physical body starts to act out you know because it's not happy either um and then you know just not feeling any sense of accomplishment right you're working so hard and you're bringing so much heart into everything you do and yet you know (laughs) It's yeah. just like, it's okay, always the next, thing, the next right? thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like this idea of like, oh, when I achieve X level of income, then I'll finally be happy. When yes. I am full-time in my business, then I'll feel successful. When I am blank, 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 blank. Yeah. And this is actually a question that is literally been, I don't say this lightly, eating me alive mm-hmm. for like at least a week because I heard it and started going off on a total tangent of it. And it is, where is the line between being that high achiever, between being that striver and, you know, what we all know we need to do with slow down with preventing burnout, but we view it as complacency. Mm. So where is this line between being that high achiever and this complacency? Yeah. I'd love to hear your thought. Like this, I, I kid you not, this is that. something that is keeping me up at night. This question is eating me alive. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that you brought that up because I think it's something that I think about a lot about it. Cause I think it's, um, it is 
part of the high achiever makeup, you know, that we want to do big things. We want to be on a mission. We want to like be making good things happen in the world. And if we start to say, well, I'm not going to work Fridays and I'm only going to work half days and that just doesn't feel fulfilling. You know, so I think we have to be really able to um, honor, you know, the the desire to go out and, and, and make things happen. I think that it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's yes. okay to have this really huge drive. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just turning it towards the right things um, that is, is transformative. It's when you start to connect it to how you can impact other people. For me, that was it. It was like <laughs> say it again. <laughs> When, you know, when I was able to say it wasn't about building up my agency, it wasn't about, you know, any other awards or whatever else. It was just about how do I bring this drive to making something meaningful happen for other people? Yeah. And then when I started to focus just on that, you know, everything was just like, this is easy. This isn't work. And then I want to show up to do this. Yes, 100%. Oh, God, that just gave me chills. It gave me chills up my whole body. So (laughs) if someone, for example, like, and I, I think I believe this, and I'm kind of shifting my mind on this in real time, but if someone is like feeling that big burnout, Mm-hmm. monster. And by the way, like when high achievers felt feel burnout, they technically felt burnout like two months ago. They're yeah. just now realizing it. They're like, oh, things aren't getting easier. This is weird. Is it normally in, in your experience, is it normally because they're so self-focused? And I don't mean that selfish, maybe, right. but no, more no. self-focused on like that. I need to feel significant. I need to feel worthy. I need to be the best in the room rather than that other that you just mentioned. Um, I think my feeling is that, again, I always bring it back to my own experience because this is what I really know and this is what I've seen in my clients. But obviously for someone else, it might be a different story. But I think that a big part of it is that we're always looking outward. We're looking for these external measures of success. We're looking for validation. We're looking for someone else to say, wow, this is great what you're doing. You know, and um, and so because we're all our, our attention is always outward, it's never on ourselves. It's not really on ourselves. It's not uh, selfish at all. It's it's really wanting to um, connect with people. It's it's about you know wanting to 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 get that approval, right? Yeah. And um, when we can stop that and start to really tune into you know what what we need and and what we're feeling and what we're actually thinking, um, and then we can start to come at it from a, a place of much greater. Um, confidence, right? That self-connection that we need to then go out into the world and just be like, here's what I have to offer as opposed to, here's what I have to offer. Do you like it? Do you want it? You know, tell me it's good. 
<laughs> that last one, that last one's so real. Tell me it's good. Somebody tell me it's good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you mentioned earlier when you're working with clients, you really help them experience success on their own terms. Yes. We talk about what that means because I think that that sometimes is such a, unfortunately, and it kills me and you and I are on a mission to change this. Yes. It is such a foreign concept. Success on my own terms. We're constantly being told what we should view success as, right? So, mm-hmm. how do you help people find, or how would you define success? Can't speak English. <laughs> how would you define success on your own terms? And how would you help someone uncover what that is? Mm. So, I I do think that for different kinds of clients, it's different, and um. When I work with male clients, it's different than with female clients as well, which is interesting. Um, I think, you know, men do have a lot of pressure as well, right? So, you know, it's, uh, but how they are expected to define success um, is different. You know, like the societal, cultural expectation on them is different and weighs just as heavily on them as as women, but it's just um, different. Um, So I think it comes down to, you know, really making that internal connection again. It's around um, really getting to know yourself and thinking about um, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. And again, high achievers, you know, many of us don't really ask that question. No. We're just like, we've got this checklist. We've been given it somehow. I don't know. I don't know where it showed up from. <laughs> been building for we 20 plus years. We are checking those boxes. <laughs> and that's so what we're doing. And we do that for decades, you know, and that's it. We're just, that's what we're doing. And I don't know, it could have come, you know, from our, our family, our teachers, our peers, our you know, school, whatever it is, but it's, it's, again, it's that external uh, definition of success. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, reaching those milestones uh, that have been, you know, defined by other people. So it's moving away from that and then saying, what do you want? And I'll be honest, you know, when I, when I went through this process myself, I didn't even know. Yeah, I've just been on this on this you know like treadmill, running, 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 and I hadn't really taken the time, and also I didn't even have the confidence. You know, I didn't. I just I just didn't have the confidence to think that what I wanted mattered. Yeah, it's kind of painful to admit, but it's it's true. If you've been listening to the show, or if you're just a living, breathing person in the 21st century, odds are that you're a perfectionist. But did you know that there are three different types of perfectionism? After working with perfectionists for the past two years and being one myself for uh, longer than that, I would have to be an ostrich with my head stuck deep in the sand to not realize that there are different styles of perfectionism, each one with their own self-sabotaging patterns. To find out which perfectionist type you are, plus learn helpful next steps that will get you out of those patterns of self-destruction, take the free quiz by following the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com 
forward slash quiz. Now on to the episode. One of the things that I've seen work, I don't know if I've actually ever done this exercise with a client. I've done it on me for sure. Is if I feel like I'm in that external definition of success, I feel like I'm chasing something that's just like a hamster wheel. It's never ending. It's just, you know, I I heard this. I can't remember who I heard this from. I think it was Mel Robbins, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Um, love her. Yeah, she's and great. She's so good. <laughs> um, and she said, it, it definitely was Mel Robbins now that I think about it. But she said, write a T-chart. And on the left side, say, shit, I hate. And just go off shit. You hate shit. You hate about your life. Shit. You hate about, you know, what you, what you're doing, like all these different things. And then on the other side, shit, I love, which I, I love it in that order because if we sit down and just be like, what do I love to do? What do I love? What do I enjoy doing? Sometimes that can be, especially if we're so, I mean, a, if we're so burnt out, we're so in perfectionism in that external definitions, it can be so overwhelming. Right. And, um, by first writing, I hate this. 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 I mean, maybe it's not the most like, you know, personal development, rah, rah moment, but it's <laughs> definitely something that shifts your mind into, okay, great. We got that out of your system. It's cleaned out the tank. What's left. Mm-hmm. And that is where the magic happens. And I think a lot of people are afraid to go down that road because they're like, well, yeah. shouldn't I just immediately jump to the things I love? Like I should just cut out the time because high achievers are so efficient, right? They yeah. just want to immediately cut the end result. <laughs> exactly. But it's so important to go through that process of recognizing that, hey, right now what I'm doing is something I don't love. And that can Mm -hmm. be a scary, scary thing to admit to yourself because then you have to do something about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I got to a stage where I was building up an agency. I'd been doing it for a while. I was like really all in. And then I realized it wasn't making me happy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. And that's just, that was terrifying. Yeah. You know, it really was. So, and then the other piece about what you just said, which I think is so, so important and valuable is, you know, especially as women, we are not really socialized to talk a lot about the things we don't like. No, it's good to go. That's so real. That's <laughs> so real. Right, let's be nice. Let's keep, you know, and 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 again, there's a disconnection that can happen that you disconnect from the things you don't mind. You you stay away from them, you avoid them, you don't talk about them. So you're not you're not even kind of fully consciously aware yeah. of them. Or you think, well, I should, I should like this. I should have you know, the desire to go for us to build a seven figure business, or I should need the PA, want the PhD. But it's, you know, I've had clients come to me and say, you know, I actually don't really like doing my PhD. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, uh, and, but it's so hard, you know, when you have been in, so invested in something. To then have that wake up moment, but better late than never, you know, that's 100%. it. Yeah. And I feel like so many of us, maybe, maybe not listeners, I think we're all past this moment, but I think a lot of us can pinpoint a time in our life where we were like shoving that moment down. Like, no, I'm, I'm happy. This is what I've yes. always wanted. Like I wanted the PhD. I, this was the, this was the conveyor belt I was supposed to go down. Like, you know, we, exactly. we think about it so much more until we actually let ourselves sink in about it. Like, 
And it's just, and one of the things that I've, I've really leaned into the past year is if something keeps bugging me, realizing it's not going to go away. Oh, that's so good. It's hard. (laughs) And sometimes it sucks. (laughs) Yes, it sucks. But But it's so good. Yes. That acceptance of just like, okay, like there's a reason this thing keeps nagging the daylights out of me. And I can keep shoving it away and keep on going about what I feel like I should be doing or keep going about what I feel like is was the plan. All, all capital, bold, italicized, highlighted, the plan. Yes. And I could, but I'm just going to, I going back to the efficiency and high achievers that I put yeah. in earlier, I'm so raising my hand on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just wasting time. It's wasting my time yeah. shoving it down and shoving yeah. it away because clearly yeah. this is trying to tell me something. And that can be a really tough pill to swallow. It really can. But but I think that the thing you just said is, is the magic, is understanding that the feeling, the thought, is a message, yes. right? It's got something so important to, to tell us about what we don't want, about what we, or, or that we've outgrown. I, I often talk about this with my clients. It's okay. You had that dream and you've outgrown it. And it's time to pivot. And it's okay. (laughs) You know, we don't just do one thing with our life. And that is okay. It's more than okay. It's amazing. You know, and uh, yeah, that is liberating, right? When we start to realize that. And I feel like so often in order for us to sit down and actually hear it, we have to sit down (laughs) or we have to slow down or we have to stop for a moment. And there's such a fear for high achievers around stopping, around slowing down Mm. around like, I mean, I like for burnout, especially if you are burnt out and you do not stop, it's not going to get better. You do not slow down. It's not going to get better. Like mm-hmm. there's some, and and slow down looks so different for everyone. It's not like some, you know, person getting a cane and like hooking you around the neck and like pulling you down to the ground. It's nothing like that. Like, and but yet for a lot of high achievers, it feels like that. It feels like this, like you can't force me to do it. So yeah. what are some <laughs> things that you say to people? I, it doesn't have to necessarily be around slowing down. Maybe it does, but like, in order for them to listen to that voice, in order for them to hear what that internal knowing is trying to tell them, what are some things that you've seen work for people? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think that different things, again, work for, for different people. Yeah. Um for some people, prayer and meditation, you know, building that even five minutes into the day of doing that can, can start to shift um, things so that you start to tune in. You can yeah. start to feel your feelings, start to notice your thoughts, you know, things like that. Just having a small, small habit. It's like uh, James Clear and his atomic habits. Yes. You know, that one little habit can change so much, right? Over time, that cumulative effect is massive. Um, but there are other things that you know you, you can do, like 
um, you know, exercises like you mentioned, where you're, you know, just doing some uh, brainstorming, brain dumping, just writing, 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 journaling is um, something I've just rediscovered, right? I was huge on journaling before, totally kind of set it aside because I was too busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I rediscovered it. And I just think it's amazing. It's yeah. just uh, when you can coach yourself through um, the, the things, as they, things as they come up and processing emotions and thoughts, um, but so, and, you know, if you just allow yourself to free write for five minutes a day, amazing things yeah. will come out. You know, so just these very simple uh, practices—they're not fancy. You know, they don't require a lot of time investment or uh, um, investment in an app or anything. You know, it's just simple, but it's actually very powerful. And I feel like sometimes simplicity is the one that's most often overlooked because it's like, well, that's too easy yeah like that's, that's boring it's boring that's too easy <laughs> it's, it's so like boring. <laughs> it should feel hard it should feel like I'm overcoming this major obstacle and it's like I, that was one thing that I really had to rewrite in my head and actually that brings me to an interesting question for you Natalie what is an old high achiever thought pattern or habit or mindset or belief that you used to have that now you have a completely different look on? Mm. Oh, I like that question. I think I'm totally uh, whipping out questions. Out of my, I'm, I'm really being a trooper. I'm going totally off script here. Um, I think um, one of the things that comes to mind is probably around um, self-care. Right. I think that I never put myself on, on the list. It was never a priority. Like, I mean, I had work, work, family, motherhood, being a wife, all of these roles came before you know anything else. And I think that that has changed. And that I've said to be a very conscious shift from putting that time that I just mentioned for just five minutes of connection with myself through meditation, through journaling, um, making that the first thing I do in the day rather than the thing I get to when I have the time, which is never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that that's probably the, the biggest shift that comes to mind just off the top of my head is just that, um, that switch from constantly meeting everyone else's needs all the time all the time all the time to deciding that you know I can take just a little bit of time so that I can start the day grounded so that I can feel connected um because I know that I can give so much more as well when I do that actually that's an aside though the the, the key is really that that self-connection is is um is so um, empowering and helpful. Well, and going back to what you said earlier about making it bigger than you, making mm. it more than just like I like, because I, I definitely have had moments in my life where I've done like the morning routine just to like be a morning routine person, like, you know, yes. to be that, like, because yes. all the high achievers, all the strivers get up at 5 a.m. and do it. Yes. And 
I was doing that nothing, no, for no other reason than just to say, look at me, I'm so significant. Look at me. I'm so good, whatever. And thank God that didn't last long. Thank God. I nipped that in the butt really, really quickly. <laughs> thank God. Because <laughs> I, I had that exact moment of like, but who is this really for? Because it's not for me because I get tired now at 2 p.m. I don't, mm-hmm. my body's not made for this. Right. And for me, it looked like switching it up. And now like, like for instance, I do a, um, a meditation practice every morning that, cause I've just seen that work yeah, wonders for my urgency muscle. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I do it for yes. no other reason other than just to calm that little fucker down. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, like that, that like, Oh, I got a text message. Oh my God. Trying to check like that. Or like, Oh my God, time to do this. Da, 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 da. For me, meditation is all about that. It's all about helping that little thing. Yeah. But in this meditation, um, it's really called a priming practice if we're getting technical here, but it's all about like envisioning this like absolute glowing white light coming down from the heavens through you. And then you putting it into others around you, whether it's strangers, whether it's clients, whether it's, um, my partner or my family or podcast guests that I'm having on, like, you know, like, but it's all about like bringing it and making it more than you. And just saying like, I hope you have a wonderful day. I I wish you joy. I wish you happiness. I wish you love. I wish you have like, and Mm. I'm not going to lie. When I first did this, I was like, well, this is interesting. This is strange. I don't know how I feel about this. And then I did it for the first time and I felt like I had just taken the world's largest happy pill afterwards. Like, mm. and I did some, cause I'm a big research person. I dove into research after it. And it turns out that there's a lot of neuroscientific research around wishing other people well and how that is like a huge happiness booster for us. And I find that fascinating because high achievers we're so go, go, go that often we don't stop to, and I, I hate, I, this is one of those high achiever things that I really don't like about myself is sometimes if I am in that go, 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 mm-hmm. I don't stop and think about other people. And that's why like, that is a huge part of my life that I had to like, like cut out. Cause that's not the person I am. But yeah. I think that's a really big reason why a lot of us don't do it when we're in that floor and on the gas. Yes. Oh, I just, I just love everything that you just said. And I think our experiences are so similar. Um, And I, it it just made me think about, you know, something else that's different for me, which is um, this, um, this practice of just, you know, really, yes, I'm, I'm sending love out. But before I do that, I need to send love in as well. Right. Mm. And that is, that is really different. <laughs> it's yeah. really different. Um, like really just, yes, I, I, you know, I, I want the best for, for all of you that I'm going to interact with today, but I want the best for myself as well. And that is okay. And that is yes. not a selfish thing, you know, that this, this kind of um, energetic exchange is choosing the energy that you want to bring for yourself so that you can then choose the energy that you want to bring out into the world. And so um, I think that it allows you to access the best parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and it allows you to speak to the best parts in other people. And it just can really have people kind of open up 
Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, just I feel like he just hit my heart with a like I was like <laughs> like straight into it. That was that was beautiful. I I could talk to you for hours. I really, yeah. really could. And <laughs> I also want to respect your time. Um I know you have a free or you have a gift for us. I'd love yeah. to hear about it. Thank you. Yes. So as we've been talking, I, you know, I love helping you know, driven people um, to, you know, work less and achieve more, feel more successful. And so one of the very first things that I help people do is reclaim some of their time back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my the guide that I have um, that you can download for free on my site is to help you reclaim up to two hours a week. So that is super uh, helpful and it's a really fun process to dive into. So I would um, love for people to go and check it out. It's at storytonic.co forward slash reclaim. We'll put all the links in the show notes and everything to that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm excited to check this out because I'm always looking to open up more space in my calendar. I'm big on free time and it just it feels so good. Um, I always ask podcast guests these two questions, and that first question is, "How were you a perfectionist this week?" I'm mm-hmm. so tired of seeing so many different podcasters or personal development gurus say, I did this and then this and then this. And it's just this like huge perfectionism standard that a lot of us hold ourselves to. I like to open it up and see behind the curtain. So how were you a perfectionist this week, Natalie? Um, how was I a perfectionist this week? Okay. I will tell you, I am just getting back into social media. Not that I've ever really been into it. I'm just yeah. sort of discovering you know, trying to figure out where do I want to land with this? Cause I'm not, it's not a comfortable place for me. And so I was thinking I need, you know, I really think I was trying to find the right platform and I was trying to think of the best way to connect with people there. And instead of actually going on the platform and connecting with people there, I spent about three hours researching what I needed to do. That is yeah. perfectionism in action for you. <laughs> and did you learn anything that's actually actionable and help you out? Or is it just like a new standard for you to hold yourself to? Yeah, I think it was a great way for me just to feel like I didn't know what I wanted to yep. do. It was a great way for me to create more confusion and take less action, which is what um, perfectionists excel at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfectionism you. is just procrastination. <laughs> In a shiny bow. Okay, that's amazing. My second question for you is, what is a goal, big or small, that you've recently accomplished that we can celebrate with you? Because we're so bad at celebrating ourselves. Um, Well, thank you for asking that for a start. That is such a nice, nice question. Um, And I did, you know, this isn't a a very recent achievement, but it's still very fresh for me. I launched my podcast in December and I, I think it's been life-changing. So for me, I'm just still like so excited. It still feels like such a big leap forward. And I just enjoy it so, so much. I enjoy the connections. I, um, you know, took this big leap into being more visible and being more outspoken. You know, this is this was really, really hard for me. And I'm out there doing it. And I'm just so, so excited. 
You're kicking ass at it too. I really put you through the ringer today and you did so good. <laughs> so good. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And last but not least, where can we find you? Where can we learn more about you? All the goodies. Um, the best place to find out more about me and connect with me is through my podcast, which is called Your Success Tonic. Um, and then my website is storytonic.co and you can find out all kinds of, you know, interesting things about me there. Awesome. And we'll put, again, we'll put all the links in the show notes and everything. Natalie, thank you. This was so fun. You're a delight. And I can't (laughs) wait to see everything that you create in this world. I'm so excited for you. Right back at you, Nicole. I've just had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast um, I just really appreciate your time and your support. Thank you. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you. <laughs> I hope you all took notes, like made your notes because I just before recording this and re-listening to the episode and I'm taking notes. <laughs> like, I really hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for being here, Natalie. You guys go grab her free uh, offer that she gave us. It is the Reclaim Two Hours a Week. I have all the links in the show notes. You can also check out her website, her podcast. You might be seeing a familiar face on her podcast soon. Um, a wink. And um, you also can find her on Instagram, all the things. But please grab that freebie of hers because everyone here needs two hours a week. Go grab it. Go do it because freebies are nothing if you don't physically do them. Um, but again, all those links are in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social tag me and Natalie. I would love that. Please, please, please. Also, if you have not already, please, we're going to stop for a second. Come close, come close to me. If you have not already, please take a moment and rate and review the episode. All you have to do is on either Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, just go down to the bottom and click rate this show and you hit whatever stars you want. Ideally, it's five, but also I don't want to peer pressure you, whatever number you want. And then if you want to write a little love notes in the review section, it is incredibly beneficial. Now, please don't just do this with my show. If you listen to any show regularly, do this with all of them, please. And you might be like, oh, well, some shows are, you know, so big. They don't need me to write these. Please, 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 please write those reviews. Hit those five-star buttons. Because here's what happens. When people are looking for shows, the more reviews, the more stars, the more, quote unquote, by the algorithms look popular the show is, the higher up on the search bracket it'll be. You know how when you type something into Google, you normally don't look past the first page. It's like helping your favorite podcast get onto that first page. And let me tell you, when we get on the first page, we're able to do some really cool shit. <laughs> it's really, really nice. So you guys, please, I've hit this, I've, I've beat this horse. It is dead, but please take a moment, do that. I cannot describe to you how much of like a hug it is and how much it benefits the show and any other shows you listen to. But my sweet, beautiful friends, I hope you have a beautiful day. Go follow Natalie, go get her reclaimed two hours uh, freebie. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.